This is the Tana Talks podcast, where we break all of the social media rules and we just keep it real. No filters, no Photoshop, just real people having real talks. I'm your host, Montana Duran. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Tana Talks podcast. I'm your host, Montana Duran. I just want to say welcome in and thank you guys for your continued support and continued listening. There's so many people that reached out to me after my Thursday episode that I had snapped, and I appreciate you guys reaching out. That's so kind of you. I don't deserve you, and I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I thank you guys always that are listening to this, sharing it, subscribing, leaving reviews, all the shebang. Like, thank you guys so much. Like, it does not go unnoticed. I I promise you, I love you guys, and I appreciate you guys so much. So a couple of things happening. Um, I decided that I wanted to. I want to grow this podcast. Like I said, even if one person listens to it, that's enough for me. But I want to give it its own space to grow and how it's supposed to grow, and it itself, not me, not anything like the podcast, because this is a community of people that I or I want it to be a community of people where. We change the narratives. We tell our stories because there's so much power in that. So I made the decision with some counsel from my friends that do marketing. <laughs> and I have made a po- uh, an Instagram just for the podcast. So it's called Tana Talks Podcast. Um, that's the at. So you can like check it out if you want to follow along with it. Fine. That's fine. If not, that's fine too. But I just want to give it its own space. There'll be some encouragement throughout the weeks, even between episodes and all that shebang. Like I just want to give it its own space because it's not just for me. It's for the community of you guys. Like I appreciate you guys so much. Like you don't even know because this podcast, like I want to revisit this constantly and never stop I'm never gonna stop getting over it because I was so scared to do this and so scared of what would happen and then the overwhelming love and support that each and every one of you have given me is so overwhelming that I am so appreciative and if you have a dream like I want to support it and the way you guys have supported me so thank you thank you thank you thank you times a million I'll never be able to say thank you enough but like I said this is a this is your story. It has power. And so that's why this isn't just about me. It's about the people that I have on here, the people that I'm going to have on here, the people that I dream to have on here, a safe space for us to all tell our stories, because I don't want you guys to think that your story is not significant because for so long in my life, I thought, oh, God doesn't care about me. He doesn't want to use me. He wants to use everyone else but me. But that's so far from the truth. Like your story is so unique to you. That nobody else could have that. And no one else can share that. You have so much power in your story. And I want to continue to say thank you for you guys to let me have this space to tell my story. And all my guests, you're so gracious and kind to them. So thank you guys. You guys are truly the best. Today we did something cool. So I know a lot of you guys know that I use the Anchor app to record and there's a feature on there that I've never used but I wanted to use and it was called Record with Friends. So I recorded this. It's like a phone call from me and my friend Kinsey who is in California and I met Kinsey in Atlanta and then she moved to LA you know, to marry her dream man. And like, that's fine. Like we can't like get mad at her for that. Like we love her for that, but I've missed her. And a lot of times we would always 
say, oh yeah, we're going to talk, or oh yeah, we'll talk, or oh yeah, we'll see each other, but it never really worked out, but this quarantine, we like were in communication, she invited me to a small group with her and her church, um, it's really brought us back to, together as a friendship through the phone, which is weird, and I don't think we would have ever had time, her schedule's really busy, my schedule's really busy, to do this podcast if it wasn't for this quarantine, and so there's a lot of negatives that are coming out of this, and everyone is, you know, there's so much negative, but I'm choosing to focus on the positive because I don't want to get down like I was the other day. And so this is a positive that came out of this. And Kinsey, okay, let's just be real, is so freaking beautiful. She's a model. And when I met her, I was so honestly like intimidated by her. When you meet someone that beautiful, you're like, oh my gosh, like intimidated. And I'm like not, <laughs> I'm not like ashamed to be like, when I see a beautiful woman, like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. I say the same about a man, like, but beautiful people are intimidating. And I was scared of this girl, but honestly, in the first like 10 minutes, we just could not stop laughing. And she's never made me feel less than, she's never made me feel ugly. She never made me feel any type of way. And she just is a beautiful person inside and out and makes everyone around her feel important and feel special. And It's such a beautiful thing that she channels her outer beauty inside because there's so many beautiful people, but they're not always beautiful on the inside. And this girl is so much that. She um, and I met at church and she was the first person really like on my team at Midtown and we were becoming friends and then she met this guy who's now her husband and she left me and I was so sad but she left me with some really good friends I have now and like I honestly get choked up thinking about it because I had no idea how important this girl would be and now like I'm her mom like shout out to Rhonda you get like so many shouts outs in here but her mom is like always reaching out and you know we get to do things with their they have a non-profit in their family and it's just so beautiful like how a random encounter and meeting someone like you're so scared of can become so important to you. And in the interview, I asked her like her the last question. I don't want to like ruin it, but I was like, what do you want her to be remembered for? And it's, she was like, I want to be kind and nice. And I can't imagine she already is that so many ways. She's so kind. She's so nice. And a funny story, um, I told you guys about the Instagram that I started for the podcast, but the girl that's helping me run it, because I'm really not creative at all, um, she works at this place called Upbeat. Shout out to Sunitha. And I sent her a photo of Kinsey to try to get some graphics going. These are all the behind the scenes, guys. So yeah, I sent her a photo of Kinsey. She's like, oh my gosh, I know this girl. She used to come to Upbeat all the time. And she's so nice. And it's just funny that Kinsey's like, yeah, I want to be remembered for being nice. And all I can describe her as so kind, so nice. And that's just what she radiates to even strangers that can recognize them from like a photo. So I just figured in these really uncertain and these really anxious times that we could use someone that has such a beautiful and kind soul inside and out. And we just giggle a lot. And I hope you guys really enjoy this genuine conversation because that's just what it is. Um, we were catching up. She's in California. There are like two spots where it gets glitchy, but other than that, like Anchor, you're the plug. Thank you for the record with friends feature. 
I hope you guys love Kinsey as much as I do. And yeah, here we go. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Welcome. We have our first guest over the phone. <laughs> How are you? Can you enter? Hi, guys. My name is Kenzie King. I am Ooh. currently in Los Angeles, California. Well, welcome, Kenzie. I'm so glad you could join us. How are you holding up with all this? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, going into my third week. I mean, I think we're going to our third week of lockdown. It's been about two weeks of, like, full lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. The first week, I was like, oh, this is good, you know? I'm kind of like, I like to be home. I'm like a homebody, so it doesn't really bother me that yeah. much. But now, going to the third week, I'm like, I haven't really seen anyone but my husband. And I love him, and he's sometimes human interactions. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to fix it up <laughs> but I, For I sure. can't complain because we're just being asked to stay home so it's not like you know nothing crazy but so you guys are pretty newlyweds correct we got married in June of 2019 so I think we're at what what is that like 10 months <laughs> we're almost a year yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stopped do you I feel like this counting is... up to the six months do you feel like this is tra- uh, challenged for you guys, like your relationship, newlyweds in quarantine together? I honestly thought it was <laughs> I mean, you know. No, I thought it was maybe going to be harder. Um, but we also are, it's super cheesy, but we're best friends. So we're like, I don't know, we haven't gotten a fight yet. So I guess that's good. <laughs> good that is good. No. Okay, so I bad. met you in Atlanta and Gila's been in California. Can you please tell yes. us your cute love story? Yes, I remember telling you, actually, that he was coming. And I said that he was just a friend. But um, <laughs> pretty much the long story short is I used to live in Los Angeles for like four years. And then I moved to Atlanta um, for like a year and a half. And during that year and a half, one of my good friends from LA she wrote me one day and was like I have and met your husband you have to like meet him when you're out here and I was like no way I'm not meeting him I'm not interested don't like super not into it and then she (laughs) told him like I have your wife and he was like where did she she said Atlanta and he was like nah not into it anyways probably like six weeks later we, I noticed he was, like, stalking me on Instagram. You know when someone's, like, the first person on your story, you know? Like, <laughs> you post a story, and then, like, one second later, they watch it, and you know that they have, like, notifications on or something. So, he's <laughs> stalking me, and I noticed it. And then, eventually, I was like, this is getting weird. So, I mess, or I followed him, and then, yeah, he messaged me. We talked. Wait, you didn't even follow him? No, he didn't follow me. <laughs> so that was, like, the weird part. I was like, he's trying to play. He's oh, trying that to play is creepy. No? Yeah. And then his opening line um, was a money bag. So I can't really talk about how bad of an opening. What is it? Not an opening line. A pickup. <laughs> a pickup pick line? Bag. Yeah. 
Anyways, about was he trying to flex? I don't know. I was like, were you trying to tell me something? I don't. I don't know if he's saying your money. I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it. But if you're trying to pick up a crawler, <laughs> it did work. Though. Don't use a money bag. No. And then pretty much we talked. We ended up talking and texting for like six weeks, and then he flew out to Atlanta to meet me for the first time. And I was super nervous and tried to back out like 10 times, but he was literally landing at the Atlanta airport. So (laughs) we spent like the next two days like hanging out. And then ever since then, we've been together. And then we got got married. We met, engaged, dated, married in under a year. So it's a little crazy. Wow. When you know, you know. Is that true? I don't know. I say yes. It wasn't like love at first sight. Um, (laughs) Not in like a mean way, but I just was like not thinking I wanted to get married, I think. Um, So that's probably what turned me off. But yeah, I think I knew pretty fast. So how old are you? I don't even know. How old are you? I'm 24. <laughs> Probably 25. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. It's okay. We met, though, and you were the first person on my team yes. um, at Midtown when we were first becoming, like, a church, and you started coming. And then you actually, like, I don't even know if I've ever given you, like, proper credit. Like, you introduced me to Megan and Paige and all of them. And now all those people are, like, on my team. So, like, you built my team, Ken's, and now you're in L.A., like, building your own team. I love it. I love that. So, okay, before we get on the church stuff, that's fine. Um, I want to know about this. (laughs) we got time for that later. I want to know. I feel we'll get to it. The isolation has been kind of hard for us here in Georgia, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's been stricter for California. I have some friends that live out there and just yeah. the things I've seen. So is it, how are, how are you feeling with all of this going on? I'd say at first I definitely was super um, anxious and stressed, but I was also like watching the news every day and I was reading Twitter and just like every article <laughs> that came up, I would read. And I honestly started dying myself. Like, it sounds dumb, but I was like, wait, I think I have a fever. I think I have a cough. And I was just like, I don't know. I got in a dark hole on the internet. So yeah. I, like, stopped watching the news and just, like, reading on it. Um, just because everything out there is kind of negative. Like, they're not really saying anything about, like, this Like this many people have died, but also this many people have lived. You know, so it's kind of like you only get the bad side of yeah. it. But ever since I stopped doing, like, reading about it, and obviously I'm aware of what's going on, and we're staying home and not, you know, going out and doing anything, I've definitely felt, like, a lot better. And also just, like, FaceTiming friends and FaceTiming family, that's helped a lot. So I definitely, like... That's so true. Just having some type of interaction throughout the day and not always talking about it or, like, thinking about, you know, what's going on because don't have the answers and I don't know when if we ever will that's really true and I think a lot of people that's what makes people even more anxious by not turning it off and just staying on the news because the same way like 
I'll be watching it and think I have it and then turn it off and I'm like, oh wait, you're fine. Yeah, I forget about it. So for like, if you don't watch it all the time, you're like, oh, there's still good in the world and things are still happening and you know, there's still a lot of good things happening in the world. So true. Just like this conversation that we're having, you know, (laughs) your life is so busy. If we if we wouldn't have had this quarantine, you wouldn't have time to record this right now. Like God is so good. You know. Thank you for your ministry, Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I want to get into who you are as a person. Um, So I do, like, because God is so good. Like, I know Mm -hmm. your family, and they're so amazing. Can you tell us about how you were raised and what was was your life like bringing up to make you who the person you are today? Yes. So I was actually born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. I love Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I had, I honestly had a great childhood. Like, I can't really say anything bad. I have, like, amazing parents and family. And we were all very blessed because we got to grow up around each other. I have a big family. So it was always, like, cousins and babies and kids and all. So I grew up, I definitely grew up very, like, loved. And I think that kind of has shaped who I am. Um, And then... Mm -hmm. My family's kind of been in the ministry my whole life, really. Like, my grandparents and my mom was a worship leader. So we grew up in the church, and I know sometimes I can have, like, a warped idea of what it is. But um, I think the way that my family kind of raised us in it, um, it was like I have a good, like, I always had a good view of church and ministry. And now my husband's a pastor, so... I thought that I was never going to be in ministry or anything with church. And I used to say, I will never do that. Um, And then God kind of, you know, probably laughed or something at me. But yeah, so that's kind of. Wait, Rhonda can sing. She was a worship worship leader. leader. Yeah, she can sing. She doesn't. She, I mean, she probably still sings on her Instagram, but that's maybe about. (laughs) I should get her to come on and sing. Yeah, I'm going to have to get this. Okay, so I love that you said that because that was going to be one of my questions. I was going to say, were you ever think that you would be a pastor's wife and now you are? So you didn't want no. to be in ministry? No, not like no. nothing like specific. Honestly, I just was, I think um, everyone in my family kind of, a lot of people in my family do it and there's nothing wrong with it. But I was like trying to be the rebellious one. Like, I'm going to do something different. I don't want to do that. You know, it was more of like a rebellion idea than... I've been hurt by something and I'm running away from it, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that is, that's really good. So you kind of, can we talk about this, Kenzie? Because it's just like the elephant in the room. You're so freaking gorgeous. Like you are a model. Can you talk about that? I don't know. What do you, what do you want to talk about? How'd you get oh, okay. started in that? No, you were like a big deal. Apparently she's retired, guys. <laughs> and but... I told Montana. Um, I might have to come back after quarantine, you know, life gets, yeah, um, she's been as, preparing as I'm for chipping this. away my gel nails and biting them. Um, but yes. So when I was 12, I think, twelve, we were on vacation in Florida and I was at the grocery store with my mom and this guy, it sounds so creepy when I say it now and I'm like, this is terrifying if I had a child and Mm-hmm. this guy came up to me and like gave me a business card and was like I would like to take photos of you 
horrible. <laughs> like now looking back, I'm like, this sounds like a kidnapping thing. But my parents obviously looked into it and they were like legit. And so that's kind of like how it started. And then from there I signed, I think when I was 13 with Ford modeling agency in Miami. And then I went to New York for, few, for, for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then LA was kind of where I spent the most of my time. And yeah, so I kind of have done it off and on since 12. I also hated school when I was young. So for me, it was like a way out of school. Like if, if I can start working, then I can be homeschooled. <laughs> so, so you were home- how I finagled my way into that. Yeah, I was homeschooled from seventh grade on. Yeah. Did you just like that? Busy. I loved it because I hated school. I just did not like waking up and going to school. And I just wanted to be with my mom and hang out and think I was already an adult. Now looking back, I'm like, I don't know. I probably there's sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I would have gone to school. And then there's other times when I hear about like things that my cousins are going through in high school, and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I didn't have to, you know, deal with that kind of stuff. But no, there's definitely pros and cons. But I think you're, I think that's so cool. But I do feel like there's a lot of pressure in that industry. You know, I don't know anything mm-hmm. about that. But I can just see now, even with Instagram and everything, and yeah. I don't know if it was, like, that big of a deal when you were doing it because it, it's it's a huge deal now. But mm. how did that impact your maybe self-esteem and things like that? It was definitely – when I was in it, I was – I wouldn't say Instagram came around really till later, like, kind of when I was slowing – wanting to slow down a little bit in it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there was still the pressure of, like, obviously – when you're in it the main thing is probably like your weight and yeah I'm so young and I uh, yeah, didn't yeah. need to obviously lose weight but the industry like it's I think it's changed like now it's definitely a lot different than it was that was like 10 years ago mm-hmm. but I would definitely get told like you need to lose weight or um just like I remember one time they took my pictures and then, like, a month later, they took another picture, and they were, like, comparing them and being, like, look, you've gained weight. And I was, like, <laughs> what? You know? And I'm, oh like, I think I, just, I think I just went through puberty, but yeah. Like that. Wow, I can't imagine. Um, you hear all those horror stories, though. So, I, I – wow, I'm glad that <laughs> – I can see you still, like, are so positive and so you didn't lose yourself. I feel like some people do, but, yeah, wow, that's crazy. What are some hardships or, or things that a tough situation that you've been through that's made you who you are? Mm, I'd say, like, definitely the hardest thing I've been through is, um, I don't even know how many years ago this was now. Maybe, f- I think that's was four years ago. We, I had an old, or I haven't had an older brother who was three years older than me, and he suddenly passed away. Um, yeah, just wow. like out of nowhere, kind of tragic thing. So, that's definitely like something you never like, oh, prepared. You know, you think like, oh, this is gonna happen. So, and especially when it's like suddenly and tragic, you don't like have that goodbye or like, yeah, even really like prepare yourself to happen. So that was yeah. something that um, 
has like shaped me who I am now, I think. And there's been like, you know, positive things that have come from it also. So I try not to think about the death anymore as much as like the good things that can still come from that. And there's still like so much joy in life, even after something like that. So it took a while to get there, though. Definitely. I think there's like phases when it comes to grief. And I think if you're grieving, you kind of got to go through each of those phases, too. Yeah. Wow. I I am constantly just blown away at your family and how they have taken that tragedy and tried to literally bring so much purpose from the pain like that is your family is such a good example of that Mm -hmm. and I think that grief is such a hard thing too because it's like it it never goes away no for sure and and just how your family does all the nonprofit stuff and things like it's so inspiring like you and like I know I like make jokes about Rhonda but like I am in love with her (laughs) and she is like just I couldn't imagine putting that much fan club like we should I feel like she she would have a lot but just how I've seen your family act through such tragedy and I didn't yeah. even know him I didn't know y'all when it first happened but I can see it to this day and it's it's inspiring for sure Aww. thank you that's really sweet I mean it so I'm gonna ask some other questions what is your favorite self-care tip Ooh, self-care. Sorry, my nephew just tried to walk in the room. I'm sorry if my voice just got loud, but I literally just, he does not even know we're producing a podcast right now. He's just, like, chilling. He's in quarantine, you know? He's like, you're on your phone. You're not doing a podcast. (laughs) It's called technology, guys. (laughs) Okay. What's your favorite self-care tip? Because, you know, um, with grief and with Mm. stress and with life, we do need to do things for ourselves. So what's one thing that you like to do? Like a selfish kind of one. I mean, it's not really that selfish, but like if this is kind of dumb. If ever I'm like stressed or just need like to do something, I say take like a bath and like read and or like just hang out in the bathtub. It sounds really dumb, but it makes me feel so relaxed. And and I I've probably taken thirty baths during this quarantine. Every single day I've taken like two, so I'm definitely not helping the drought in California if we still have one, but. It, it's a wow. way for me to decompress you know I'm just like oh everything's good take a bubble bath do a face mask I feel you I feel you I feel you that's a good one so I do want to ask some other questions is that okay do you have time I mean okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty busy right now um I went to CVS to get toothpaste today and that was my only thing so yeah I have time oh what, <laughs> like what kind of toothpaste do you use honestly i let your mom pick it out and i'm kind of second guessing that decision but we'll i'll let you know later on okay great because you do have that model smile you know we're all trying to keep up if only you roots in my hair right now you would change your mind okay so you got married in the summer and then you right away like right after you moved you moved to california well, I moved. Well, I t- I moved before we got married. Um, oh yeah, that's right. So I I'm moved down. to LA in like December, and then we got engaged yeah. in March of 2019, and then we got married in June. So our engagement oh, yeah. to wedding was like super short, but we also did it backwards, which 
is pretty much um we had our <laughs> wedding booked before I got engaged so oh, yeah. we had the invitations ready to go out we had a wedding planner we had our our place booked and I even had my dress appointment the day after the engagement already booked like before so I technically would have gotten my dress before the engagement so it happened very fast but we had actually been planning it beforehand it was just he like my family was coming to (laughs) it's really kind of backwards but my family was coming to LA and they wanted to wait to like do it during that time so yeah it wasn't much of a surprise but you know it wasn't a surprise. Yeah, but that's good, though. I asked the wrong question, then. <laughs> what was the question? I think that's a pretty cool story, though. Like, you had everything. Like, y'all knew. You know, you knew, yes, like, when you came to Atlanta. But still. Um, so, but what I mean is, it's really, you're really close to your family. Like, yeah. It's very obvious, like, to tell, even. And they're, they're a great family. I can see why you would be so close. But how has that been? living in LA like kind of without your family how have you adapted how has it been it's definitely I'd say when I lived here and I was I moved here when I was 18 originally Mm -hmm. I think it was easier then just because I was in that like 18 year old mindset of like I'm out of the house and you know I can just do whatever and blah 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 but then this time I think it was a lot harder coming back this time and like adjusting and I still think it's hard. I don't think it's there's some I think it just depends on the week to be honest. Sometimes I'm like mm-hmm. totally fine and sometimes I'm like I just want to be around family. And there's nothing really that can like fill that in some ways. Um but we are also blessed in that we get to see my family a lot and we go visit Atlanta a lot and you know, so it definitely, I think, was harder coming um, back to L.A. It yeah. Was harder than I thought it was going to be. Because once you get past, like, the excitement of, like, I'm moving and I got this job and I'm going to get married. And then you're kind of like, it does hit you sometimes, you know. But I just had to, like, kind of adjust. And, you know, we still get to be with each other a lot. So, yes, I love that. So, it, how do you, how are you in now that you're you know pastor's wife you know (laughs) I feel like I feel like it's just as much a calling to be a pastor as it is to be a pastor's wife um you have to have a certain personality that it cut out a little bit but can you can you hear me? It just like yeah. disconnected. I think we're back. Frick. Where did you last we're good. Uh how is it being a pastor's wife? Yes. Okay. Cause I feel like it's just as much of a calling to be a pastor's wife as it is to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And though when you invited me to that little women's group and that was the first taste I had of your church, y'all's church, yeah. besides just listening to a podcast, it was so welcoming so how has that been you know Mm -hmm. from coming from your own church background with your family and then like the little bit that you did with Midtown and all that so how has it been being there yeah I think one thing um I don't really think of myself as a pastor's wife I don't know if that sounds bad Um, (laughs) say that 
<laughs> but we are part of a church called Big in Los Angeles, and that's where Jamar is pastor at, and we are a part of the Hollywood location. And so one thing that has definitely made even just like moving here a lot easier and being away from family is being in community and mosaic. And I think that there's mm-hmm. such a unique church and the pastor, um, Erwin McManus is such a just incredible human and his leadership and even just like his messages are so different and inspiring yeah. and they make you want to go out and just like be a world changer and you know so i i feel like i'd be like um stick what's it called stigmas around is that the right word? Yeah. stigmas around you know you're right if you're a pastor's wife you have to be this and you can't have your own opinion made you have to dress this way and not that but to be honest i have not experienced really any of that and i think it's just because at mosaic you can really just be who you are and you know they don't want you to change and I'm not saying obviously you can always change for the better and I think you always should be changing but not change you know who I am to fit something that maybe people think I should be for a certain role as a pastor's wife but so I haven't I've had like a great and positive experience when it comes to that and I don't know if that's normal or not because it's kind of what I've experienced. I've only experienced it from Mosaic, but I feel very like grateful and blessed that, you know, I do have that church and that community and, and I just love it. No, that's so good. I like even hearing his messages. They are so unique and so different. And I love it honestly, because I, some of the things he said, I've thought before, but I thought, Oh my gosh, why am I thinking that? Mm -hmm. And then he puts it in a way that's so, I don't know. Yeah. He has a very good way of articulating it. And, and just from what I've seen from that little 30 minutes, you guys do have a good culture there. And I, I really do love it. I love that for you. Okay. Before we end, I have some like some just silly ones and then a few thoughtful ones to end out okay let's do it are you ready i'm ready i've been okay (laughs) i'm just thinking i'm just thinking of what snack i'm gonna have next you know like i don't know about i don't know about you but in quarantine i i've just based my day around what time i should go back to the fridge and see what i can make next for sure i love snacks yeah it's Ugh, I gotta, I gotta hope this thing in soon. I gotta get outside or something. Jamar made me go on a walk today, and I got upset. I was like, "Wait, what why?" <laughs> okay, disclaimer: I'm not talking bad, but we live in downtown Los Angeles, and it's like great, but downtown is crazy. So sometimes walking, I'm in like a, I know you know, it's just a little crazy. Yeah, I was like, I'm not ready to walk today, but you know, had to move my legs, do something. Walks have been getting me through this. I've been going to walk every day. I I need to look at my health app to see, like, okay, Kenzie, you've only taken 20 steps today, but (laughs) I might start that next week. (laughs) They closed out hiking trails, so I'm like, I don't know where to walk, but. Trails, really? Mm-hmm. They haven't done that here. That's see, that like I'm saying it's so no. different there. Yeah, they closed them down, but I think it's because people were like really congregating and chilling on them, and you know, you got to work out somehow, do something. 
Wow. So I don't know if you hear Jamar in the background. I he's talking on some game thing, and I feel like I'm about to go over there and smack him. But praise God, let's. Does let's he not continue. know that we're doing a podcast? And no, this he is does. And I've already, content. I've already given him the like the wave, you know, like the. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> how has it been being married? Like, let, answer that question. Like, what's it like being married? You know, like I don't know what it's like. <laughs> You know, Montana, I would say just enjoy your single times. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm kidding. Like, honestly, living with a boy, what's it like besides like your brother, you know? You know, I was kind of worried about that because I did live alone in Atlanta and I had my own apartment and everything was how I wanted it to be and very, you know, I like to be organized and clean. So at first, I think. <laughs> I would say it was a very natural transition for because we didn't live together until after we got married. So, he, yeah. like, the first time he ever moved in was when we got back from our honeymoon. But it wasn't – there was sometimes I'd be, like, in my mind, like, why did he put that there? Why is he, you know what I mean? But you just got to give grace because I know that there's things that I do that he's like, oh, my God, why is she doing that? Why is she, you know? But yeah, that was probably the only like big adjustment, but I wouldn't even say it was that big to be honest. I love that. Will you please tell this story that you told me before this? What's trying? <laughs> About the <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you now because Jamar has headphones on. Um, okay, so we're we're actually moving, but that's like a different conversation. We're we're moving in like two weeks, um. So we're obviously packing, and Jamar finds this book that he wrote to his <laughs> wife and was supposed to give to me on the wedding day but he obviously got and about a year later I'm receiving it which is fine but he had wrote these like letters and prayers to his wife from about <laughs> 2003 on and we are like a 10 year age difference which I never really think about it, to be honest and it's not something that like has an impact on our relationship I don't think but in yeah. this book, he had a prayer from 2004, and he was like, I just pray that you are just chasing your <laughs> dreams so hard, and you really know what you're passionate about, and you're just running after God. And I looked at the date, and I was literally, I think I was nine or ten years old, and I was like, yeah, I was on the playground. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know what the word passion meant, so... <laughs> I thought that was funny and I just wanted to share it you know it's fine mm-hmm. so you know he definitely was not thinking that I was his wife at the time. but I think that's so beautiful that he even wrote letters to you you know really like because I've written stuff to my like <laughs> it's not embarrassing but it's embarrassing but like I've written letters and and it's cute and I think you should but I, I would have never imagined a man actually did that and that's yeah. so cute he honestly there was like over I'd say there's like over 25 letters in there I mean I will say at one point there was a few other girls names but you know they didn't they didn't quite make it (laughs) to the end (laughs) I was like who the heck is Jenna but you know it's okay (laughs) we all had to go through a few rough ones (laughs) he didn't make the cut you know it's okay (laughs) <laughs> wow well well i'm really happy for y'all y'all are a beautiful couple and like when the time comes you're gonna have beautiful babies like when the time comes not you know not during quarantine but you know maybe next time <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to Rhonda. make sure you're back in atlanta <laughs> like, yeah. oh she'll kill me 
She's already asking me. (laughs) Okay, so these are the quick questions, and then we'll end with a serious one, okay? Okay. More money or more time? (laughs) Honestly, right now I have a lot of time, but um, after quarantine, more time. (laughs) Still, maybe? Ooh. Honestly, this is a trick question right now. I'm just, <laughs> I know. I always say bad, more. Like, I always say more money, but people are always like so philosophical. Yeah, my like, heart right now was honestly saying more money because I'm like maybe I could have to do something with it or you know buy a beach Amen. house and go to the beach. <laughs> but if it wasn't for all the time right now, I would say more time. Okay, summer or winter. Summer, summer or fall? I know you didn't get fall as an option, but I just wanted to throw that in. <laughs> okay. Um, fruits or veggies? What the heck? Um, fruit. Fruit. Yeah, fruit. I eat a lot of fruit. What's your favorite fruit? Mm, right now is grapes, green grapes. Oh yeah, and watermelon. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the time, I'm trying to just get whatever I can from the grocery store. I know that they're saying they're not. There's not a food shortage, but every time I go, I can't find nothing. So <laughs> I feel like LA. There's. I'm so just many going people. at the wrong time. There is a lot of people. Go early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, a morning person or an evening person? Morning, for sure. I on my normal bedtime, like when I'm not, I'm not in really a routine right now, but is like nine thirty. So, I don't really stay up mm. late. Jamar, Jamar has a whole life after I go to bed. I'm convinced. <laughs> I don't know what happens or if he goes somewhere, but I'm convinced he has another life. He plays those games. <laughs> With his headphones. Okay. <laughs> Iced or hot coffee? Hot. Hot. Yes, with oat milk. Mm. Ooh, I like. I just mm. started drinking that. I love it. You know my favorite. I like coffee, the my favorite too. coffee in Atlanta is. Uh, I miss this place. Uh, Brash Coffee. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, we'll have to go. Okay. I know. I go. Okay, bagels or toast? Toast. Yes. Um, cats or dogs? I'm sorry to all the cat people, but I'm like terrified of cats. And I'm also a big, so definitely dogs. <laughs> For sure. Okay. What are, who's the most info? This is a serious one. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> who's the most influential person in your life? Um, hmm. This is a good question. I, I honestly haven't really. About like, I don't know if there's one specific person. I think it kind of <laughs> like I feel like it's a lot of pressure to put on one person. No, um, <laughs> I feel like for me, like the people that I like trust to, like I look up to, or mm-hmm. trust to like speak into my life and kind of like push me. It would be Jamar or my mom. Just because I trust them and you know that like they're so connected to God and Jesus, so whenever they yeah. speak into me or whatever, or even like whatever how they live their life is like a good example, you know. 
That's very good. Also, my grandma, she's very influential. She's like the most okay. faithful person. <laughs> I love your family. Like, I was around them that one weekend and they made me feel like I was the other, like, Lucas person. You like, are. they made me feel like I was in your family. And I love that. I love a family like that. <clears throat> and they're all freaking beautiful anyway. So, <laughs> honestly, I'm living for your laugh. It makes me, like, so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I miss laughing with you, Ken. We used to I giggle mean, all the time. Get ourselves in trouble, but you know. What do you want to be remembered for? Remembered for? Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Oh my gosh, my dog is barking. It's just like being a nice, kind person, I think. You know? Like, I don't think. Yeah. It's more of like. I don't think it would remembered and like oh I did this crazy thing with my or if I ever get my degree I don't know that's a too big but you know <laughs> just being a nice person or someone that people could talk to or count on like a little person I think I, I can see that in you you are and let me just tell you something <laughs> when you think of a Okay, so, like, you're a freaking beautiful and, like, a model gal. Yeah. Like, I know you're retired or whatever, but in my eyes, like, you're my model friend, okay? And when you think of someone like that, you oh think, like, God. they're mean, they're hateful, they're, like, rude. But you literally never made me feel that way. You know how a lot of people can, like, just feel crappy yeah. around someone so great? Like, you've never made just me so feel sweet. that way. You've always been so nice. I'm serious. I'm just getting emotional in quarantine. I did cry about three. I did cry minimum four times yesterday, so. <laughs> it's okay. All right. So the last question, what would you like to learn or do in the next five years? Ooh. So if this podcast mm-hmm. is still around in five years, where would you like to be? Oh, uh, like, where do, where do, what do I want to have in five years or, like, do, yeah. be doing? Well. Yeah. Either. I hope in five years that I'm a mom. Um. Aww. I honestly want a bunch of kids, and Jamar is not quite there yet. So, <laughs> you know, he's more of like you just have the first one, and then you see how it goes. And I'm like, no, you can't go in with that mindset. You just have to know that you're you're gonna pop him out and just be in survival mode. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I act like I've tried it before. Um, so I definitely want to be a mom, and. Obviously, uh, I would love to continue to, you know, help build church and spread that message of mm-hmm. Jesus and let people know that there's a God who loves them and they're not alone. And the third thing would be I am starting my own business. So hopefully in five years, that's kind of done well or i've at least learned from it you know yeah i love that i love it those are my top three top three top three top three i'm so proud of you ken i'm so proud of you miss podcaster over here i told montana i can't wait to go to podcast awards and just be in the front row (laughs) cheering you on and easier just like you know whatever it's fine I love you thank you is there anything else you'd like to say before we close I would just say that I love you no I I don't know (laughs) if people are listening in quarantine maybe just 
you know, reach out to people that you haven't talked to in a while. Call people, call your family, call your friends, listen to this podcast, give Montana 25,000 stars and comment great things. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, can you tell people your Instagram? Yes. I recently changed my handle and I... (laughs) I'm like, wait a second, what is it? It's uh, Kenzie Lucas King. She is a king. I didn't feel like dropping my original last name, so I got to keep both, you know? <laughs> no, did, wait, didn't your husband take your last name, too? Yes. We we haven't um, legally changed our names. Uh, we probably should work on that. Technically, we he took my last name and I took his. So we kind of mixed them both. Wait, so what's his name? His name is Jamar Brown Lucas King, and mine is Mackenzie Lucas King. Yeah. He has a lot of names now. Well, yeah. I also have a different first name, so we, it's, (laughs) we. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what's your real name? My illegal name is Sharon Mackenzie Lucas (laughs) King. Yeah, no, it's King. Once I get that paperwork done, but you know. Wow. Okay, I love it. Okay, we have to end this. It's going yeah, on. People for are definitely minutes. getting bored. <laughs> like, this is just our conversation. The only person probably still listening is Rhonda. So that's. <laughs> hey, Rhonda, we love you. Okay, I'm gonna go get this show okay, off. Love you. I'll text you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>